This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. This is the Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. The Sikkim Podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics. Now, here are your hosts, Katie Smith and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody and welcome to this week's Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. John Morris, Katie Smith, and third week in a third row. Third week in a row. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Throw me the softball. What time of year is it, Katie? It's March Madness. It is J-Mo, March Madness. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so the background on that for our guest, Adam yes. Flagler, this week is that he's thrown me that the past two weeks, and I am just, you know, Easter's coming. She said Easter, spring, spring, spring break. There's all kinds nice of things. weather. But none as important as March Madness. March Madness. Now we're seriously into March yes. Madness. And Adam Flagler is our guest from Baylor Men's Basketball. Appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks very much what uh when you hear march madness what does that mean to you or how do you feel uh excitement nerves you know a little bit of every yeah. emotion you can think <laughs> of to be honest but um you know for me it's the best time of year so it is it's such an exciting time of year and and you guys and the women are already into it big 12 tournament is in the rearview mirror now and yeah. uh for the men in the NCAA tournament, a number three seed headed to Denver to play uh, play this week to open the uh, open the tournament. Yeah, um, you know, super thankful to be in a position that we're in. Uh, a lot of guys are, you know, getting healthy, and um, you know, we're going to be back f- with the complete team. So we're real excited to, you know, have a new chapter at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, new season, new opportunities. So. Yeah, I saw that the team got together to watch that selection show. Tell us a little bit about what that experience was like. Um, it was, um, you know, more relaxed. I yeah. think that uh, we were kind of all aware where we we're going to be at. We wanted to know the region and, um, mm-hmm. you know, the guys that, you know, we had the opportunity to play them. But we were focused mainly on our first matchup because you can't, you know, get anywhere further yeah, yeah. if you don't win that first game. So, um, you know, it was a calm, chill environment. You know, kind of trying to be calm before the storm. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's different uh, this year. I mean, you guys were solidly in, just kind of mm-hmm. waiting to see your seed and see who you're playing and where you're going, all that. Years past, Adam, it was a little different. It was yeah. like, <laughs> do we, are they going to call our name? Yeah. You know? So, uh, but you guys have certainly done uh, more than enough to earn a spot this year. Yeah, I'm, I'm extremely thankful, you know, for the guys in the past that laid this foundation. And, um, you know, we have this opportunity. And uh, we just want to take full advantage of it and not nice. take it for granted. So. Yeah. So as y'all are kind of sitting there and you, you get the Denver region, were you expecting to go to Denver? Is there any type of, you know, guesses going on when that happens? A little bit. <laughs> you know, um, around this time, a lot of people are posting uh, the brackets and mm-hmm. how it would look and everything. And, you know, last three days, both prior to uh, Selection Sunday, a lot of it was, okay, Denver, Colorado. Yeah two three seeds so we were kind of you know anxious uh you know, but excited and knowing a little bit you know yeah. when you step in there i know there's so many teams out there that you know don't know what to expect yeah. on selection yeah. sunday at all they don't know if they're gonna get picked or you know i've been in those positions where i went to you know a smaller division one school and you had to fight 
you yeah. know, to even have the opportunity. So I'm just blessed to be here, and um, you know, I want to be able to lead uh, the group of guys that we have and understand how important and how blessed we are. So, what anything in particular you remember growing up about uh, mm. the NCAA tournament, the Final Four, March Madness? Is that a big deal to you? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I, I, growing up. Uh, my best memory, and it was actually before March Madness. Uh, there's this local pizza spot uh, <laughs> back in you know my city, and it was right across from our Kroger uh, supermarket area. And uh, me and my dad were just in there, you know, grabbing some pizza. And that was the day that we were able to see you know Kimber Walker hit that game winner, wow. you know, yeah. for UConn. So uh, you know they called him Cardiac Kim and Kimba <laughs> and everything. But yeah, I just remember the feel in that time, and you know. Then playing at Madison Square Garden, I was kind of excited. I was hoping we were going to play at Madison Square Garden. Uh, yeah. You would have liked that, right? Yeah, yeah. So cool. But, um, you know, I've never been to Colorado. You know, basketball takes you, you know, if you take full advantage of it and cherish it, it takes you to so many places. You know, since I've been here, I've been, um, you know, Israel. Uh, I've been to um, Italy. You know, there's yeah, beautiful wow. places. Canada. Canada. Yeah, you know, yeah. I would have never been able to go yeah. without – of being here it's pretty cool so, yeah so you see folks listening this won't help you but see this on my wall right here <laughs> so those are like push pins of places that i've done baylor games really so yeah so there's a bunch yeah but the, these days it's hard to get a new place right. yeah that's but, true you keep going back right to places. right but ncaa tournament and sometimes bowl games yeah. that's a new place i think denver is going to be a new one this nice. year, so. yeah, yeah. Cool. so that's fun it is fun and uh it's a great location um and for you guys, it's not, you know, it's not, hey, the Final Four is in Houston. Yeah. It's Cal Santa Barbara. You guys are focused, aren't you, on yeah. just that first game? Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, how these past five games have been, we know our potential. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a matter of, you know, willpower and being connected out there. You know, so uh, it's definitely been tough, you know, the past few games, you know, us losing, especially Iowa State. Yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, we have a new opportunity and – you know, it's it's a chance to just reload, refresh uh, these few days. People have been able to get healthy, kind of, you know, center themselves, realize, you know, the importance of everything and how losing kind of, you know, brings us all back together. You yeah. know, when you're yeah. winning, you're winning such at a high level. Uh, a lot of times people can get start worrying about themselves. They're not really mm-hmm. focused on the main picture. So I think we have a great, you know, perspective and, we're all looking at, you know, what's more, most important as winning games right now. So, Yeah. As you, you've kind of talked about the focus is that you see Santa Barbara. Right. How, with that quick turnaround, do you, from a scouting standpoint, th- it, do you just not look past it? Do you, do you kind of maybe say, hey, this is what would be next, 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 or no? Uh, you know, I, for the coaches, I would say, you know, the minute we had uh, Selection Sunday right after, yeah. uh, Coach Drew brought a few of us in to his office and we immediately started started about talking about adjustments and how we were going to guard certain things and they spent I think probably up until 12 1 o'clock probably wow. up there the whole sure. coaching staff watching film uh you know certain coaches will will pinpoint and focus on one team so uh you know coach new or coach Jenkins may focus on the next opponents mm-hmm. but as a group, they only present us, you know, with yeah. the, the main focus, and that's, you know, UC, UC Santa Barbara. So 
That's good. Shout out Ty Beard, who had like 40 <laughs> games, 40 different schools' games downloaded. Oh my yeah. You know, I'm ready sure. to go before the selection show. I mean, he's wow. got them downloaded, kind of guessing. You're and right. And it's ready to go yeah. as soon as you know yeah. who it is. So that's fun. And some of the things you've done, the tournaments you've played in, even the Big 12 tournament, it was just one game, but it helps prepare mm -hmm. you for this, doesn't it, the NCAA tournament? Yeah, I definitely believe so. I just think in general, you know, playing the Big 12, how important every game is, you know, it, it gives us that, that feel or that sense of urgency with every game. You know, so I think we'll be prepared and uh, it'll be real excited being able to go somewhere new and uh, play against somebody new as well, so. Really cool. Yeah. We talk about all this excitement of March Madness, and, I mean, it sweeps the nation, right? But when, when you think about those memories from growing up and watching it, did you did you picture yourself as this big-name player in the middle of all of it, or, or what were you picturing? Uh, yeah, it was more of, you know, dreaming. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I love that. Uh, growing up, uh, you know, I wasn't the most highly touted and, and everything. So uh, coming out of high school, I didn't know if I would ever have this opportunity. Um, but I just, you know, continue to work and continue to believe. But this is kind of all surreal. You know, you, mm. you dream and you want to be in those positions, but it's a lot of things that have to go right for it yeah. to actually happen, you know. So, um, you know, the Lord's worked in mysterious ways for me and just has blessed me and how strategic his planning has been has been crazy. So I'm just thankful, you know, because mm. there's so many kids that I know uh, that look up to me and have these same dreams and aspirations, and I, I'm thankful that I can be an example for that, you know, so. Take us back uh, to the pizza place and the Kroger <laughs> Duluth. Was that in Duluth, uh -huh. Georgia? Yeah, yeah. What, what was that like? What, what is Duluth, Georgia like? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> small town? Uh, I wouldn't Not say so small, small town. Uh, we're part of a huge uh, county, Gwinnett County. Oh, okay. And uh, all of the schools uh, are very connected. You know, Duluth and then there's – you can run right into Swanee and may not even know that you're in Swanee. Okay, mm. yeah. Um, so it's everything's connected. Um, I was at the time, and you know where my house is, it's right on the border of two cities, Duluth and Norcross. So I was district for Norcross, but my mom wanted me to go to Duluth, and we had to go through a whole bunch of loopholes and everything wow. to make that happen. Yeah, really? But <laughs> uh, you know, everything worked out for the better. Yeah. You know, I have. I have a community and uh, you know a family at, at Duluth that supports me. Yeah. You know, there's teachers, high school teachers, middle school teachers, even elementary teachers that wow. I talk to probably once a month. Wow, and that's nice. Just text me and call me. So, um, you know, without them, I wouldn't be here. But yeah, Duluth is 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 tight knit. I feel mm -hmm. like because mm -hmm. everybody remained in school through elementary all the way through high school, so everybody knows each other. Wow. You know, everybody. You know, there was a few people that, you know, would transfer or come in. Yeah. But for the most part, my core group of friends and, and uh, people that I grew up with, we all from elementary up, you know, wow. knew each other. So so they were kind of a part of that. So I just can't imagine how proud they are now, how proud yeah. they were when you started to get recruited. So tell us a little bit about your recruiting process. Um, so initially out of high school, I had one Division one offer from Presbyterian College. I had some Division twos that were looking at me. But uh, I ended up around the beginning of my senior year, I ended up not having any communication, you know, with Presbyterian College. Mm -hmm. So my first instinct is, like, they took the scholarship away. Wow. Like, they were talking to me so heavy, and I was their first, you know, offer because the coach at the time, uh, me and him were, like, best friends at this point. Yeah. But uh, uh, the coach at the time, he was at Wofford, 
when I was in so when I was a sophomore in high school, I went, you know, went to those college camps and stuff, played right. well. They didn't offer, you know, didn't want to offer me, but he kind of kept his eye out on me. So he left from Wofford and got his first head coaching job at Presbyterian. And immediately I was his first offer. He called me his first, you know, player he called right. and offered me. And, you know, I was at the time, I still remember to this day, I was with my best friend, uh, Trey. Uh, his name Walter Trey, you know, Bird the Third. Uh, but uh, <laughs> we were at his pool in his neighborhood and, you know, just relaxing, you know, after – school and everything and then you know the coach called me and i was like i'm asking I'm like should i pick up should i pick up, <laughs> yes, pick up. So yes. i picked up and uh you know we were talking and everything and i got on the phone and i just started screaming like i was so excited you know because i've always waited for a moment like that yeah um but yeah you know so i once we started throughout my senior year of high school i wasn't getting any you know traction some coaches would call uh, i actually had uh the oklahoma state assistant mm. coach called um he was supposed to come and uh, visit me and everything, but the weather was bad in Oklahoma State at the time, and I had an injury, so I was like, it's probably best mm. for you not to come. Mm. Then after that, the scandal happened. Mm. At Oklahoma State. Yeah. yeah. So wow. didn't hear from him again. Yeah. And then there were, you know, schools around the area, uh, Georgia State, Georgia Southern, Mercer, that were interested but never pulled the trigger. Yeah. You know, so um, ended up after the season was over, Worked out a couple times in front of schools. Worked out again in front of Wofford. I worked out in front of them like four or five times. Cause I was like, I'm, hope, I'm hoping, I hope so. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, Presbyterian College calls. And like, you know, we're still interested, super excited. And they come out like two, three days later to meet with my family, meet with my coaching staff. And then a few days later, I head out to, you know, Clinton, South Carolina, pay a visit, uh, play with the guys. And, you know, I come back home like two, three later, two, three days later, I commit. And initially, um, you know, my dad believes in me heavily. So he didn't, mm. he kind of didn't want me to go there. He mm. felt like I was always destined to be, you know, where I am right now. Yeah. Mm. But at the same time, you know, I felt like I could make, make it out of any situation, you know, with God on my side and with my work ethic. So I was just like, okay, you know, I got a coach that believes in me. I don't want to go to, uh, prep school post grad or whatever I don't want to do I don't want to go to junior college I want to go to college so I committed and you know I was able to earn my stripes through defense actually mm, there you go. <laughs> so when I first got there you know some workouts and everything I started to establish myself as somebody to play defense and then once I got on the court and started starting then that's when I exploded offensively and you know the rest was history I was able to you know have big games that you know Marquette and UCLA, mm -hmm. and uh, win freshman of the year that year. Yeah. So you know, once that happened, the coach, coaching staff ended up leaving, and I was expected to stay another year. I wanted to stay another year, but once they left, it was just like, I kind of got to make a decision. You know, where do I want to be? You know, mm -hmm. I feel like maybe God is push starting it. You know, he's saying you're ready now. Yeah. So I made that decision in the transfer portal and. The rest was history. I'm wow. here. Yeah, so. What was the first contact you had from Baylor? Uh, it was Coach Jacobs. I was actually in class. And, um, you know, I'm aware that coaches and, you know, a whole bunch of people are going to start calling me since I entered the transfer portal. So it was a random, you know, call from mm -hmm. Texas. And I'm mm -hmm. like, uh, I probably should take this. So I was just <laughs> like, um, excuse me, can I step out for a second? And Did I you call your high school friend and <laughs> ask if you should answer? No, nah, not that time. Not that time. He – he, he <laughs> taught me that I need to answer from now on. So, yeah. um, you know, I stepped out 
and I was in the little stairway, you know, at in one of my uh, student halls or whatever, and uh, me and Coach Jacobs just started chopping it up, talking, and he started asking me kind of who I was, and you know, he didn't even talk about basketball. Mm-hmm. It was literally, you know, how you doing? How like do you have a strong faith and a belief in God? And we talked about that. Then we talked about his autistic son, and how you know I worked with. Uh, the artistic spectrum, you know, growing up, especially in high school and middle school, you know, I spent voluntary time working, um, you know, just trying to build relationships and be there for them. So, um, you know, that kind of clicked because he's, he's, from what I've heard, he's never, you know, met a kid, especially uh, a recruit at the time that, you know, was so invested mm-hmm. in multiple av- avenues and not just focused solely on basketball. You know, yeah, when yeah. I told him I wanted to be in the medical field and everything, it was just like, okay, like, this might be a guy we, we're interested in, you know, because I've already showed I can play basketball. You know, sure. But being at Baylor, coming here, uh, just amazing, amazing community and culture, you want to, you know, uh, have an addition to that. You mm-hmm. want to bring, you know, amazing people that can uh, build friendships and, and grow this culture. So, um, you know, he, he actually came to me first. He came to me on Easter Sunday, <laughs> which is a big sacrifice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he came to me on Easter Sunday. And uh, it was me and my dad and my mom, you know, in our living room with Coach Davis, and he showed me a couple. Uh, he showed me, like, a PowerPoint of, you know, stats and how it fit well, you know, in the Baylor system and everything. But we talked for, like, five hours. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And then, you know, he left. I called him, and uh, he was like, I got to get you out here now. Like, <laughs> I did my part. Now you got to come. That's right. So yeah, it was, like, probably two, three days later. You know, I flew out here. And I came on the visit, and obviously, a lot of people know that's when I ended up running into Jared, Davey, Hunter, Macy on the yeah. basketball <laughs> workout. And uh, you know, I knew this was the place for me. Yeah. So. Yeah. You've mentioned your faith and how that kind of helped with the decision to come here. How how big has it been for you to be able to play at a place like Baylor, where that's so um, so part of, of the bas- men's basketball program? Uh, I think that's been you know the best part about being here. Uh, to be honest, you know, everybody asked me initially why I committed to Baylor, and I I believed it was my faith. Um, the school aspect, me being able to, you know, strive and try to achieve, uh, you know, advancing in the medical field. And then basketball, you know, I didn't know. Basketball was the only thing I was uncertain about, you know, coming here because I was going to be playing around a whole bunch of guards. I kind of had to establish mm-hmm. myself. I'm coming from such a low major school. I kind of have to show what I'm made of. But uh, I had comfort in knowing that I was going to grow on all aspects, especially, you know, with my faith in the community. Uh, At Presbyterian, I was kind of expecting that a little bit. But, um, you know, with such a small, tight-knit community and kind of how they were focusing on, you know, just getting me acclimated with being a freshman and everything. Oh, you know, church and uh, Bible study and all these things weren't as uh, influential for me because – it wasn't. I'm not even gonna say pressed. It wasn't. It wasn't uh, a priority, mm-hmm. you know. So once I got here, and I started to see, uh, you know, how important it was for our faith to be our identity, mm-hmm. you know, that was big for me. And I've grown in so many ways. I wouldn't even be able to. <laughs> wouldn't even be able to talk on, you know, uh, intercom or uh, yeah. a press conference, and. Uh, you know, talk about my faith so confidently mm-hmm. if it weren't for me being here, you know, because I never 
had that comfort until I got here and, and realized that there's a community of people that, you know, think and want to grow in their relationship with God. So. Yeah. And it's real, too. I mean, yeah. I, I, I like to tell people, trap me traveling with you guys with Baylor basketball. Yeah. Best part of that is the chapel, you right. know, game day chapel, yeah. and it's led by, you know, assistant coaches. They rotate wow. through there. But, man, they invest in your lives, yeah. not just basketball, right. but beyond Baylor yeah. and beyond this earth, right. too. I mean, yeah. it, it is real, yeah. and it is really impressive how much time, how much of a priority it is. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Adam Flagler, our guest on the Sikkim podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. I've had the privilege of calling games, telling stories about Baylor athletics for a long time. Storytelling is an art, and there's a network in town doing just that. Rogue Media Network has produced over 80 original podcasts and shows, ranging from comedy, true crime, business, and sports. If there's a story to tell, Rogue Media Network is telling it. You can find this podcast and all the other great Rogue Media Network shows on Spotify, on Apple, on YouTube, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Adam Blagler, our guest here, right, walking into March Madness this week. And so, Adam, you have some experience in March Madness. Talk about kind of some memories you have from your first year with Baylor, um, I guess playing with Baylor in that national championship. Yeah, you know, sadly, uh, the year we traded, it had to get canceled because of COVID. Sure. But, uh, you know, historic is to say the least of, yeah. <laughs> of everything that right. happened. It's a good that way year. to put it. You know, uh, just being able to play my first year at Baylor, uh, you know, have the impact, you know, that I was able to have and be around such a great group of guys. Mm. You know, for that being my first March Madness run for yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs> pretty always, good one, I guess. Right, right, you know, so um, – yeah, I just, you know, kind of remember how tight-knit we were as a team. You know, COVID, everybody was complaining about mm-hmm. the bubble. I don't know if you probably call it till today. You know, I don't know a teammate that was complaining one bit. Yeah, yeah. that's right. You know, we spent so much time together, um, and we literally enjoyed each other's presence every mm-hmm. second. You know, we got to do things that, you know, wouldn't normally be able to do. You know, so um, it was a blessing in disguise for us all. And you know, I don't think that we would have been able to do what we did and dominate at such a level if it weren't set up how strategically it was. You wow. know, so um, I tried to, you know, focus on keeping the team together and, and spending more time similar to how we did mm-hmm. that year because it, it really shows, you know, if you're spending time off the court and actually wanting to be around others on the court, you're willing to do you know, everything, you know, and fight for one another and, and sacrifice your body and sacrifice the stats or anything that, you know, may come with the game. So um, I'm real excited. You know, last year was a terrible taste in my mouth, mm. <laughs> to be honest. Uh, you know, leaving that game with a concussion as well, uh, it was it was very frustrating. So super excited for this team and super excited to just be a part of it, you know. So. Yeah. You had, you know – it was your first year playing at Baylor, the national championship team. Right. Man, you were you had some key games, yeah. key shots. Yeah. I mean, I think about that Villanova game, yeah. even the Gonzaga game. You know, you were uh, e- even with all the guards yeah. on that team. You had a you were a key player on that team. Yeah, yeah I would say, um, you know, it wasn't always perfect throughout the year, uh, but uh, we came together at the perfect time, I believe. Yeah. You know, there were times where, like any other team. You know, you have your conflicts of interest and you're dealing with things inside the program. Uh, But, you know, we vouched for each other. We fought for each other and we depended on each other out there. 
know, I've never been uh, on a team, you know, like that to the point where we got Jared, Davion, and Maceo, and they're looking to me to make a play. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's, you know, so, that's great. You know, Love not it. that you know, I'm not capable, but the fact that they have so much um, talent and so much yeah. ability, and they've been showing that the whole year, but in the thickness of it, you know, they're looking to me, and that just shows uh, how much we believe in each other, trust in each other, and just respect each other. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's awesome. You talk about some of those names of people you got to play with. Yeah. Um, obviously, surrounded by so many great players this year, but kind of as you're, you're kind of the leader, that mm -hmm. that go-to guy. How does that change your mindset going into this March Madness? Uh, yeah, it, it definitely changes my mindset. You know, going into that year, I was more focused on just making sure that I'm doing my part. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody has a you know a part, and my part was at the moment to, you know, come in. You know, me, Matt, John. Uh, you know, LJ times to provide energy, you know, and to not allow a drop off. You know, we have to be that second group that when we come in, their second group is not as good as our second group. Mm -hmm. You know, and we yeah. have to exploit mm -hmm. that and show that. Mm -hmm. You know, with this year, I think it's been more mental than anything. Mm -hmm. You know, kind of understanding my teammates, learning their habits, learning what they like, dislike, kind of understanding how to push their buttons. Mm -hmm. um, you know, being a point guard especially, you know, you kind of got to tend and, uh, accommodate for everybody because that's the goal to win and for all of us to be together so with me having the ball in my hand so much uh, if I'm the one shooting all the shots if I'm the one doing everything then how am I going to get my teammates to continue to rally and continue mm -hmm. to fight you know it's such a hard you know hard sport it's a team sport so if you're having guys out there they're not completely involved then you start to see uh, you know difficulties with you know playing defense and you know rotating and offensively using your energy to crash the glass, like all these little bits and pieces you have to be aware of because I would be frustrated as well. You know, I've been in yeah. uh, situations uh, that year that we wanted to where I felt like I wasn't involved and it was hard at times to continue to do my part, mm -hmm. you know. So being the fact that I've been in, you know, red shirt, I've been um, a secondary guard, I've been – uh, fourth coming off the bench, six man mm -hmm. to now the starting, you know, point guard. It's helped me, you know, yeah. tremendously with understanding where everybody's trying to come from. So, and that was uh, making that move to point guard mm -hmm. this year was was intentional, right? Correct. I mean, you you wanted to do that to Correct. really expand your game right. and make yourself more valuable Correct. moving forward. Correct. Yeah, I, I felt like, um, and know from everybody pouring into me over the years and just the belief that a lot of people have had that you know I was more of a born leader you know and point guard I don't know a, a more that's right <laughs> a pivotal leader on a team yeah. than a point guard you know so uh, you know it was definitely adjustment you know it's been an adjustment and I'm going to continue to learn and continue to grow with that but I felt like I was born to be able to lead a team and and I feel like my heart and how I care for others was was perfect for that transition rather than me being, you know, behind and, you know, kind of following and assessing. Uh, now, still me following, but now I can, you know, pour in and, and push people and kind of be, you know, that extension of a coach, yeah. you know. So it's been great. You know, I've loved every moment of it. It's been stressful for sure. <laughs> I believe it. It's been stressful for sure, but, you know, I wouldn't want it any other way, so. Well, first unanimous first team All Big Twelve. Congratulations yeah. on yes. that! Wow. Uh, just uh, out in the last couple of days, NABC All American. Congratulations oh, on that! It's a great honor. And how about this, Katie? Uh, now with Adam this year, 
12 of Coach Drew's last 13 point guards have uh, received all-conference honors. Wow. 12 of the last 13. Wow. I mean, that's that a is, big deal. Yeah. That's a great that's, legacy. Yeah. You know, think about that. It is a great legacy. In this league. Wow. Yeah. So you're a part of that legacy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's crazy for my first year, you know, being able to play the yeah. point guard yeah. um, under him. I just, you know, it goes to show, you know, the coach that we have yeah. at the end of the day and uh, his belief system in me, you know. So I'm, I'm beyond thankful that they made that change and, yeah. and yeah. you know, didn't hesitate with it. You know, they said, okay, you want this? You know, we're going to make it happen for you. So, <laughs> so w- w- is there something you could pinpoint, like something about Coach Drew that that is really, really good with that guard position? Like why do you think he has this continued su- success? Uh, I think it, you know, starts from, you know, the bottom up. I feel like he trusts and, you know, our managers, our GAs mm-hmm. with our workouts and everything. Um, you know, he trusts – you know, and us completely to, you know, make plays. But he spends so much time with us picking our brain, uh, teaching us things. And, you know, Coach Jacobs is a, a big part of it as well with him being the offensive guy, you know, offensive guru. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, the amount of time he spends with us, you know, teaching us film, uh, you know, showing us clips, you know, Chris Paul, even, you know, I I'm, have the pleasure of playing with Davion and Jerry, but I get to watch them as well. And, yeah. you know, pinpoint, you know, the things that they do at the point guard position. Uh, so I think it's the constant belief and uh, positivity, but also uh, the consistent approach of teaching, you know, and, and having an open mind as well because every guard isn't the same. You know, so they've they've done a great job of uh, attending and, um, you know, kind of changing things up to accommodate for whoever a player, you know, they have. And that's been p- pivotal for everybody's success, I think, coming out all those 12 to yeah. 12 out of 13 cards, yeah. I think. Amazing. Should also mention uh, you're one of the finalists for the Jerry West Award this year. One of five finalists there. Yeah. So that'll be out in a couple of weeks. So uh, great honors already this year. And the season's not over. Correct. We got Correct. a lot of basketball. Not even close. No, no we, got a lot of, we got all of March to keep <laughs> all of March, yeah. April. Right. Yeah. <laughs> which is fun. How about you mentioned it a couple times uh, about beyond basketball mm-hmm. uh, and your interest in medicine. Mm-hmm. You, you talked about being a pediatrician. You've talked about that a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. Now maybe orthopedic surgery mm-hmm. you're interested in. What tell everybody about that? Um, yeah, so uh, I love kids. Yeah, I, I do. Um, I, I I feel like they they have the purest soul, you know, yeah. and, they, and, and to be able to spend time with them and you know impact their lives positively is something that I really you know try to take full advantage of. You know, I felt like growing up, um, you know, I've had role models and everything, but kind of at this level I didn't know a college basketball player I didn't know you know NBA player whatever it may be so you know something as little as you know staying after the game signing everybody's autographs or uh, you know going to Harris Creek and uh, spending time with the kids during the um, you know the I forgot what it's called but the the kids service I guess right, you would say right, right. and uh, volunteering for that you know that's been you know huge for me um kind of learning, you know, what my purpose is and serving and just helping others. And the influence my pediatrician had on me growing up was really, you know, eye-opening for me. I spent a lot of time with, you know, just some, you know, conditions that I had growing up, nothing crazy or anything. But, um, you know, I spent a lot of time with my pediatrician and um, how willing she was to, you know, just check up on me, call Mm -hmm. on me, um, 
have conversation other than, you know, even in the midst of me not feeling well, she's able to make me smile, you know, make me feel mm-hmm. better and, and not worry, mm-hmm. you know. So, uh, and I love science. I love a challenge. I feel like science in the medical field is such a challenging, yeah. you know, field. And, um, you know, I enjoy learning. I enjoy challenging myself. Very challenging. I was going <laughs> <laughs> to say. say. For sure. Yeah, yeah, how do you balance, I mean, the workload of, of that intensive a major? How do you balance that with your schedule? Uh, I would have to, you know, credit it to, you know, our academic advisors and, you know, the tutors that we have here. Um, you know, it's relentless work for sure. But, you know, without their help and their sacrifices, you know, I've been in, been in, you know, tutor sessions where I've been here at 9 o'clock, you know, wow. right after practice. We may practice from, you know, 2.30 to 6.30 or 2.30 to 7. And I'm getting treatment immediately after I'm heading here, you yeah. know. So um, it's a constant grind. It's, I definitely don't think that, um, you know, it's something I would recommend for <laughs> for uh, anybody else, you know. But, uh, you know, I felt like it was called for me to, you know, challenge myself and have opportunities outside of basketball, mm. you know, to impact lives because this platform I have right now, uh, the medical field, I feel like is even more important, yeah, I would say. You know? yeah, so wow. if I can, you know, impact lives that way as well, I think that, you know, I will, I'll be pleased with knowing that I've you know, been on this earth and, and, and done things to help others rather than just focusing on myself. So, wow. That's awesome. Very well said. It's a great, uh, great approach, great direction, mm-hmm. health science studies major, yep, right? Yep. So maybe down the road, uh, I hope you play for a while. I, uh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. But maybe after that, yeah. but to med school yeah. and then, then into uh, pediatric medicine. Correct. Yeah. I, I, the uh, Baylor community, uh, you know, has my back with whatever decision I have. I know that, mm-hmm. you know, they told me over and over again, you know, Chase's dream, you know, because yeah. it's. It's minute the amount of time that you get to yeah. have this opportunity to play, you know, at this at the level and this level as well as the next level, you know. So, um, that has always been a goal of mine. So I'm gonna chase it and put all my energy towards it. But, you know, I know that, you know, my purpose doesn't lie just in basketball, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah. We're with you, man. Yeah. We are with you and supporting you every step of the way. So, mm-hmm. really cool. Well, thanks for your time uh, here in March Madness. Uh, we get time to sit down with Adam Flagler. That's wow. pretty cool. It and really is. good luck uh, starting the tournament this week. And again, hope you're playing for a while. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> let's make it happen. That's yeah. great. Have you been looking for a new podcast to listen to? Are you interested in true crime, funny one-star reviews, or inspiring stories? What about the history of Waco or the famous people who have lived and worked here? All these and more are produced by Rogue Media Network. There are over 80 different shows, including this one, with more coming all the time. If there is a story to tell, Rogue Media Network is telling it. Watch on YouTube or listen now wherever you get your podcasts. All right, a lot of fun. Caitlin Bickle last week, Adam Flagler this week. March Madness, men open play Friday in Denver, three seed against Cal Santa Barbara. Uh, we'll focus on that. We'll focus on yeah. that. We're yeah, there yeah. The we won't go past again that. on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Women open Saturday. Yeah, they are wow. in Stores, Connecticut. They will play Alabama. The women are number seven seed. They'll play tenth seed Alabama yeah. in their first game. So good luck to both Baylor men's and women's basketball. You know, it's kind of like it's expected now. It yeah. Used to be a big deal if you made the tournament, and then yeah. oh wow, both teams made the tournament. Now it's really expected. It's just part of the normal routine, which <laughs> is I, it is important to stop and pause and be like, wow, that's a huge. 
huge it. accomplishment. Right, right. For sure. So we appreciate Adam and his time, and best of luck to yeah. uh, both Baylor men's and women's basketball. We appreciate you being with us. Enjoy the games, Katie. I will enjoy You got to go to Denver? You want to go to Denver with us? <laughs> I think I'll hold down the fort here, but All I'll right, be watching. Right. Somebody... We need TV viewers, too. I wish I was going to be in Denver. That sounds like so much fun. I hear you. All right. You'll be tuned in, I know. For Katie Smith, I'm John Morris. Thanks to Adam Flagler on this week's Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. You've been listening to the Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. The Sikkim Podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics.